Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. As Moreno, a drive deep to left, way back in left field, in the top of the bleachers and left, Gabriel Moreno with a three-run blast, 5 nothing Arizona. Yeah, just disappointing, uh, embarrassing, you know, I think, uh, I just feel like you let everybody down, you know, guys, whole organization that uh, look to you to, you know, pitch well in game one, and um, yeah, it's just... It's just embarrassing, really. So I, I just feel like I let everybody down. And well, Not everybody, Clayton. Definitely not everybody. Don't blame yourself, Clayton Kershaw. Apparently Dave Roberts doesn't have a steady enough hand in the postseason. Another uh, narrative that is, yeah. is wow. <laughs> hey, uh, if that, that is a, a true narrative. Padres will be in great shape if they do get into the playoffs. Bob Melvin, to me, feels like a very steady hand at the wheel. Some people say too steady. It's Ben and Woods here, uh, 701 on 97.3 The Fan on a Monday morning. And, yeah, Dusty Baker has gotten credit, you know, recently for his steady hand Brian with the Snicker Astros. Gets a lot of credit for his steady hand. And now Bruce Bochy is back the with the steadiest steady hand, hand of all yes. in Major League Baseball and guiding the Texas Rangers to four road wins in four games to open their postseason. Their lineup their lineup looks absolutely incredible, Ben, right now. But yeah. when when the, the Orioles hand you 11 free bags yesterday, I, I think... I'm a jittery guy. I do not have a steady hand. I think I could have managed that team to a dub yesterday. I mean, they were they, the Orioles were yanking the ball all over uh, the zone. Could not get they, they put two runs up early, and you're like, okay, look, get the home home crowd uh, into it a little bit. Grayson Rodriguez came out. I mean, and again, he's got nasty stuff, nasty stuff. But he was. It doesn't matter how hard you throw if you're flat in the zone. They pounded him yesterday, and and they got a lot of. Breaks that went their way uh, as well early, kind of some dribblers that that were misplayed and things like that. But um, man, that was that was shocking. I, I did not have the Orioles coming out and dropping 
both of them at home. I, I just didn't. I didn't think that was going to be uh, a, a thing. So. I, I don't want to take anything away from Boach. I mean, no. he's been uh, he's done. He's it. been a very good postseason manager. His overall record, I believe, it's uh, forty four and thirty three. That's good. Anytime you've got a, a winning record, especially ten games or more above five hundred in the postseason, considering you're going up against the best teams, he's doing a good job. He got the Padres to the World Series. Of course, won his three rings with the San Francisco Giants, and now four and zero with the Texas Rangers in the playoffs. The question is, how much can you really do? Yeah, the, the Rangers played really well. The first, I, I heard Boach after the game; he almost sounded n- not surprised, but like pleased as punch. Like, hey, we're playing. This is as good as we played all year. Not, I don't think there's anything he did in particular that pushed the button that made the Rangers play the best of their year. They just they. They just happen to be playing good baseball right now. Well, it's interesting because, you know, conversely, if you had gone back and listened to any broadcast talking about Brandon Hyde, you know, a week or, or 10 days ago, they would have said the same thing. Oh, listen, when the guys look down at the end of the bench, they see Brandon Hyde. And he's he know, they know he's been there with them through the ups, the downs, the hundred losses. That's their guy. And that's the guy they're going to rally behind, period, the end. Well, then they drop the first two, and it's, well, he's terrible. He doesn't know what he's doing. And he yanks the starter too quick, or whatever it may be. Um, that's nice just no. It's not just us. No, it's not just us. <laughs> it's the it's what what you do in the postseason is you create and craft uh, narratives that that fit the agenda of the moment, and that's that's kind of part of the job. Um, but it, it is interesting to see, and you know we'll see how it all shakes out. Certainly, but I mean, you look at the Rangers lineup. They're unrelenting. I mean, uh, Eno tweeted yesterday, this Rangers lineup is inevitable. They are, one through nine. I mean, those guys can mash. Um, I saw an interesting clip yesterday talking about, it was talking to their offensive coordinator and how their focus this year, Ben, was to cut down on strikeouts, right? Cut way down on strikeouts, get on top of fastballs, even if it meant more ground balls, you know, less fly balls, less home runs. I heard a great quote the other day, and I think it was A-Rod, actually, maybe the one good quote he had when he was calling the game. He said Joe Torre used to tell him, think small and big things happen. And I, it really resonated with me. When you go up there, you can't try to do too much. Um, if you think small, that's when you square one up, gone, in the gap, whatever. Um, and I, I think that's what the Rangers are doing really well. They're taking what they get. They're getting on top of high heat. They're hitting the ball where they're not, and and obviously, you know, working eleven walks in a game is going to help you win. You can't. It's, I think there's a unless you're Blake a, Snell, you're not going to win a game with eleven walks. There's a misconception though when when you say think small and the big things happen, there is there is some strategy involved. I, I like uh, Adam Jones's philosophy. We've talked about it first. My uh, favorite. First two strikes are for me. The last one's for, for the you. Team. If you're always just trying to punch the ball the other way and take what they're giving you and go the other way, no, it's more you're going to be giving up a lot of extra base hits and home runs. You still have to swing hard it's more of, to it's, make good things happen, especially on the Major League Baseball level. I don't think it's a choke and poke type of thing, like find some green out there. No, I think it's a don't, don't expand your zone. Don't get outside your... Juan Soto does it as well as anyone no, in baseball. No question. Pick your area, make them throw it to you there. I mean, look at Corey... And look do at, damage when they do. Look at Corey Seager yesterday. Five walks, probably should have been six. Uh, Corey Seager had five walks yesterday. That is a guy that thought to himself, I'm just going to take what they give me. If they don't throw me a strike, I'm not going to swing. You want... If you're Bruce Bochy and you're a Texas Rangers fan... You don't want Corey Seager walking five times. You need that guy to double and homer and do damage. 
But he was able to really help that squad yesterday, working five walks in a huge, huge game where every pitch is magnified. So um, I love some of the things I'm hearing. I love some of the things I'm seeing. It. I really do feel like I feel like the Dodgers obviously can get back in this series with Bobby Miller on it. Um, I do feel like the Orioles can scratch. I think the Twins are really, really interesting to watch. So. There's a lot of good storylines here. A need, ton. Need a contestant for Take on Woods? 833-288-0973. We're just a couple of minutes away. Chance to qualify for our October giveaway to Las Vegas in our musical trivia contest. Uh, Tier 1 V. Woods coming up here in just a couple of minutes. As you mentioned, the AL series are off today as they uh, switch venues for tomorrow. And we do have two National League games today. First up, it'll be the uh, Braves and Phillies, Game 2 from Truist Park in Atlanta. What time's that, bad That's boy? a 3.07 start with Zach Wheeler pitching against Max Freed. Got it. Feels pretty must win for the Braves. You go down 2-0. All, you already now have to win a game at Citizens Bank Park. In that madhouse, you now have to win at least one game there to win the series. If you have to win both of those games... That's a real hard ask, even for a team as good as the Braves. So feels feels pretty desperate time for the Braves to win this one. And then, uh, as you mentioned, Bobby Miller against Zach Gallen. You know, they, the Diamondbacks are set up well now with their ace on the mound. Now, he has not had a ton of success against the Dodgers, but neither had Merrill Kelly. Before yet or before Saturday, he had 0-11 against the Dodgers in his career and then went six and a third shutout inning. So Zach Gallen will be trying to do the same. That's a 6-0-7 First pitch, a doubleheader on TBS tonight on television for your two National League playoff games. You know, and the, the Kershaw scene on on Saturday night was like a bloodbath. I mean, if you're a Dodger fan, you were done. You were out of it. He got one out, worked for 15 minutes, I think 35 pitches. Every ball they hit was an absolute screamer. I mean, it was a scorcher. And... and I, to add another sad Kershaw face to the the collection is was staggering to me. I, I, I knew it was going to happen. I bet against him. I, I took the Diamondbacks. The odds were huge. Your missus was vicious. My miss. Oh. My missus is always vicious. You got to remember that's the fan base that came after our child when he was holding up a picture, a framed newspaper of Crony slaying the dragon. It's in here somewhere, isn't it? No, it's not. We don't have that in here. Uh, but we've got it at home. That fan base. Came after my five-year-old. So, I mean, to them, congrats. I was at the grocery store yesterday, and the guy doing the checking out was in full Dodger regalia. And I thought, that's a choice. The day after, you just lost 11 I get it. But there was no playoff game that day. If there was a game, I'd go, okay, hey, new day. We're still behind Martin. I feel like I might take a day off and just wait until the next day no, to I put think the Dodger gotta, gear back I, on. I think you got to rock it. I do. I think you got to stand <laughs> by, your, in San Diego. by your squad. But I, I'll tell you, I mean, to see people, again, we're talking about twisting yourself into a pretzel. So many people, you know, well, actually, Kershaw's actually good. He's actually, I mean, he's one of the best regular season pitchers I've ever seen in my entire life. First ballot, Hall of Famer, there's no doubt. When the lights get bright in October, I've got all his numbers. He's had some good postseasons. He absolutely has. He had the one with no fans in attendance. Which yeah, was really that, good. That one was. But he was I don't really, know. The really lights good. is bright when you're not when you go into the postseason stage and you go out to fake crowd noise and. I mean, he no, still got no a, fans. Is it, that is that game? Is it, that why he was successful that postseason? Well, it, in the postseason, he still has. I mean, that's going to skew his numbers. A 162 ERA on Saturday night 
is going not not one point six two one sixty one hundred and sixty two point zero. He's thrown in the postseason, <laughs> wow. so he's thrown. He's thirteen and thirteen with a four four nine ERA. Somebody did the math, and they said he is three times worse in the playoffs than he is in the regular season, which goes to show you just how freaking good he is in the regular season, and he has been in his career. But when October rolls around, man, and, you know, some of it's his fault because you're not executing. Some of it I put on Dave Roberts. I told you, I've said it since the day we started this show, Dave Roberts is a moment chaser. He is. He loves to chase. Well, we got to get we got to get this for Kirsch. No, you don't. You need to win a World Series, bro. You guys spend could have pitched Bobby Miller in game one. You guys spend. And I said it. I said that on Friday. I asked you the question. Is this the right move? Dave Roberts is a moment chaser. You need a world guy that wants to win a World Series. I'm not saying he doesn't, but you know what I'm saying? There's the relief appearances where he had no business being in there. Oh, we got to get this one for Kirsch. You really don't. I I hope Dave Roberts stays forever. All right. Go away, Woods. All right, uh, we got a contestant on the line. It is time to play Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. Take on Woods. Woods. I right, got a friend RJ on the line. Good Monday morning to you, RJ. How are you? Morning. Hey, all right. Uh, we're going to try to get you qualified here for our two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas and tickets to the Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons show at the International Theater. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. Told you about the $70 million in room renovations at the Westgate. All you have to do is beat or tie Woods in our five-question musical trivia challenge. You get to go first and pick our category. Your choices today are Winds of the 80s. Those are five songs or band names that include the word wind and have a connection to the 80s, of course. Your time is at the end. Five song titles that end with the word time. And getting your Zs, those are five artists with a name that begins with the letter Z. Which one would you like to play? Winds of the 80s, your time is at the end, or getting your Zs? The winds, baby. Winds of the 80s. Again, uh, we're looking for five songs or band names. All include the word wind and all have a connection to the 80s. Uh, You'll get five questions, 60 seconds, then Woods comes back in. We'll compare scores at the end, and uh, we'll see if we can get you qualified for Vegas. First question is our two-second song. Polly's going to play a song from the 80s. You need to give me the title and the artist to score the point. After that, uh, we'll get as many as we can in. You can pass. If you don't know one, we'll come back to it at the end. RJ, are you ready to play? Let's go. Polly's had trouble with our music machine. Are you ready to go, Polly? All right, he's ready to go. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Category wins of the 80s. Your time, RJ, begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck. Let's take on Woods. Seems like yesterday. Against the wind. Bye. Oh, is that Correct. Christopher Cross originally sang his own response vocals, but eventually recruited Michael McDonald to do the job in which 1980 hit. Border of Mexico, ride the wind, ride like the wind. Correct. Yes. Bette Midler recorded which hit song for the 1988 movie? Correct. A, vi- a visit to the dying Soviet Union in the late 80s led the Scorpions to write which hit song? Winds of change. Correct. This band has spanned decades, but their biggest hit from the 80s was 1981's Let's Groove. Um, that would be, oh, shoot, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, very good. Very, very nicely well done. done. That is a qualifier. That's a five for five. And now the only question 
is whether it's an outright win and you get to steal a daily ditty as well. So hang on the line, RJ Paul. He's going to get all your information at the end, but you got them all. Uh, we'll see if Crushed Woods it. can match it without the benefit of the category. All right, RJ scores locked in. Polly will reset our music. You know how the game works, so let's put 60 seconds back on the clock. Woods, your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck. Let's take on RJ. Seems like yesterday. Against the wind, Bob Seeger. Correct. Christopher Cross originally sang his own response vocals, but eventually recruited Michael McDonald to do the job in which 1980 hit. Ride Like the Wind. Correct. Bette Midler recorded which hit song for the 1988 movie Beaches? Uh, the Wind Beneath My Wings. Correct. A visit to the dying Soviet Union in the late 80s led the Scorpions to write which hit song? Winds of Change. Correct. This band has spanned decades, but their biggest hit from the 80s was 1981's Let's Groove. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, we had a perfect 10 out of 10 today on Take on Woods to start the week. So it's a tie. That goes to RJ for the qualifier, but he doesn't steal the Daily Diddy away. Will you give me some Bette Midler here? I can do that. I was Bette Midler. That was a Winds of the 80s. Oh, I like it. Bands and song titles from the 80s that include the word wind. This song, the lyrics of this, we have always talked about on this show doing, you know, the lyrical breakdown. Yeah, we'll do it in the around Christmas when it's slow. But these lyrics are kind of a backhanded compliment. Do you know how this song starts, Benjamin? Oh, oh, oh. Well, after that. <laughs> the first line. I'm looking at the lyrics right Hold now. Hold on. The first line slays me. Ready? It must have been cold there in my shadow. <laughs> must have been cold there Ugh. in my yeah, shadow. Yeah, you suck. Kind of full of yourself, aren't you? A little you? bit. To never what? Never have sunlight on your face. Right. Just freezing cold because I'm so great. <laughs> you were content. You know, I actually wasn't. I just kind of rolled with it. You were to content let to let me shine. shine. I'm yeah. very content to let you shine, Woods. My ass. <laughs> <laughs> you were the one that what? Left behind? You are always walked a step behind. Yeah. Oh, God. I was the one with all the glory. <laughs> but this is nice, though. This next line. You were the one with, with all, all the strength. strength. Well, that's nice. That's nice, I guess. You're <laughs> so strong because you just let me be. It's so mean, kind of. If, if somebody wrote this to me, I'd be like, you know what? But she does say, you're my hero for letting me take the center stage. The unsung hero the unsung. is what we're going yeah. with here. Yeah. It's so backhanded. Like, if you wrote that to your wife, she'd be like, are you out of your effing mind? Are you really, really? Have you lost your mind? Right, Put Bet that on your Valentine's Day card, guys, and let me know how it goes. Yeah, it goes. Pump it up. Let Bet finish here. Yep. You are the wind my All right, we got Don't Do This coming up next, including one of the most baffling, the most stunning coaching decisions you will ever see. In the world of college football. I, I know you know what I'm talking about. It's been 48 hours. I still don't get Can't it. Can't believe I it. I don't get it. We'll get to that coming up after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. I want you to know I know the truth. Of course I know you. I would be nothing without you. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot, you moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Baseball fans, for behind-the-scenes coverage of the 2023 MLB postseason, check out Baseball Isn't Boring. Host Rob Bradford brings you the biggest news from around the league each day. Although baseball isn't boring on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm starting in football. Don't do this today. And I am uh, I am declaring the fight, the debate, is over. When you ask the question, who was more responsible for the success of the New England Patriots over the Singing years? Bill Belichick yesterday. or Tom Brady? <laughs> I think it's pretty clear it was Tom Brady. He went on and won a Super Bowl with the Bucs. We knew that. We thought, well, give Belichick a year or two. He'll turn things around. The fact that we debated it for so long, it almost makes me sad like to <laughs> see Bill Belichick where it's he's getting, at now. It's getting even worse. Um, the Patriots got shut out by the Saints yesterday 34 to nothing. In the last two games, they've been outscored 72-3. to oh. And if Bill Belichick... His name wasn't Bill Belichick, and, and Tom Brady hadn't helped him win those Super Bowls. There's no chance he'd have a job today. He's uncharismatic. He doesn't do anything to bring any positive attention to your organization. <laughs> he gives the worst press conferences in history. Here's a little snippet of yesterday's post game after the 34 nothing loss to the, to the Saints. How concerned are you that your message isn't getting through to the players? keep working on 
<laughs> he was we'll also asked, well, what can you do? Well, we just got to start over. So then the reporter asked, well, what, what does starting over means? It means starting over. I, I mean, you can't start over. You're one and four with a narrow win over the Jets, and you're just getting bodied every single week. I mean, he's. I think he's one win away from 200. He needs 18 more to pass Don Shula, and I know he wants that to, to the all-time coaching record. I mean, at this pace, it's going to take him four years to get to 18 more wins at least. You can't keep him around that long if he doesn't turn things around. Is it time to fire Bill Belichick? If you're ta- if you're uh, Kraft, what's Robert, his first name? Uh, Robert, Robert Kraft. Kraft, yeah. Is it time to get rid of Bill Belichick? You know, Mac Jones doesn't take enough grief for the horrible decisions he makes. You always see, <laughs> you always see in the media. You know, I mean, you, Justin Fields has kind of rided the ship and and hasn't really played poorly, but I feel he's had some poor games. Certainly, Mac Jones. This is not his first year. He makes some of the worst decisions I've ever seen on a football field, and and I don't know how you put that on on Bill Belichick. Other than you keep running him out there. I mean, that's what, I mean if, sometimes guys guys are who they are. Would Bill Belichick ever get a job in the NFL? I mean, you go into an interview with the kind of attitude that he shows there's no one who would hire him well if he didn't have his resume without a resume yeah yeah (laughs) there's nothing about him that says i should be a successful football coach rings on other than the resume resume. uh i'll stay in football but we'll go to the uh, college ranks this was the the one of the biggest stories of the weekend i i i I know this has happened before uh it's been a long time since i've seen it and you know now with the the um social media age and whatnot it's going to live forever Mario Cristobal, head coach of the Miami Hurricanes, the undefeated uh, before this game. Miami and, Hurricanes you know, making like, theoretically the national championship chase with uh, an undefeated record, right? Like, like revitalizing the program, and then this happens. This sequence of events happens. They they have the ball. They uh, Georgia Tech has no timeouts remaining. There's how many seconds left on the clock? Uh, Forty two. Forty two. Just take a knee, take a couple of knees, call it a day. Victory what, formation. What? Uh, yeah, maybe two maybe, at the most. Maybe two at the most. They had no timeouts. They could not remember. Yeah. Georgia Tech could right. not stop the clock. You should not be handing this football off. Right. I don't know what. Less than 40 seconds Miami right now. Miami is Third and 10. That's it. One knee down, it's over. Nope. Well, here's Cheney. Just straight ahead. Tackled and the ball popped out. You've got to read the clock. I mean, you read the card. I mean, to and me, Georgia Tech has it with 26 seconds left. Three to the field for King. Up in the pocket. Going to loop it down the field. And it is caught. And that's Rutherford. Here's King from the pocket. Three Flushed seconds to left. His right with six. Uh, seven, five. six, Going to loop five, it downfield. And ball is caught. Three, Touchdown, two, Georgia Tech. One. Georgia Tech. With one second to go. One second left in the ball game, they lose. Miami so loses the game. Under forty seconds, Miami has the ball on third down. Georgia Tech, you can no take timeouts. a knee. It is over. It's over. Instead, they run it. Fumble. Georgia Tech makes a nice pass uh, to like the forty-five. Still has twelve yeah, seconds. Yeah, still win the game. You just got to make a stop. And the guy, the receiver, was <laughs> wide open, and he hit him in stride for the touchdown. It got to be. And I, you know, listen, you're talking to a Notre Dame fan who just got bodied by Louisville. Who lost on the last play of the game with ten men on the field, and I go, well, not as bad as that. That was the worst loss I've ever seen. Well, you'd say well, that he'll never do that again. 
Apparently, he did it before at Oregon. He he did it before. They he said, lost a game. Somebody they fumbled. Somebody when they didn't kneel down. Somebody tweeted like he doesn't take knees at the end of games. I'm like, <laughs> well, he should start. He should have started a long time I'm ago. Not learning his lesson. It should never. <laughs> That's like you talk about an interview. They shouldn't even have to ask that question. All right, here's the scenario. What are right. you going to call? <laughs> right. They showed a, a, one of the, the linemen from Miami on the sidelines sweat pouring down his face. Long, long stringy hair, and he stands there, and you can read his lips. He goes, what the F are we doing? Now, I've seen the suggestion, if you want to make football more entertaining, if a quarterback kneels, that stop the clock. Make them keep playing until the end of the game. Yeah. You could do that, but that right now, that's not a rule. Not, not the so the best way to win is to get into victory formation. Whoa. And snap the ball and take a knee, and the game is over. And it could end up costing them hugely now at the end of the season. All right, finally, a little uh, doo-doo this for a Monday morning. D.D. Mega doo-doo. San Diego, you've got uh, you got two pretty good soccer teams in town right now. I'm going to shout them both out. We'll start with the Loyal, uh, who beat their nemesis, Oakland Roots, the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year, 4-2. to two. And with so, their final regular season home game ever, they clinched. A playoff home game. Uh, it'll take place on Sunday, the 22nd. Two more goals for Ronaldo Damus, and they could still finish actually in the top two with a win in their season finale and some help. So at least one more home game now for the Loyal and their fans before the franchise goes away. The videos coming out from Saturday night were electric. I yeah. mean, the, it was... They fell behind one nothing, but then four straight, four straight goals, goals, blew their doors off. Uh, they got one last regular season game this Saturday at the Las Vegas Lights. Also, a shout-out to the Wave. Uh, they got a point on the road, scoreless draw at the North Carolina Courage, and that clinched a first-round playoff by... For the Ooh, wave, too much rest though. <laughs> too much rest for the wave. They could come out flat. And, and while they still they're in second place now, and they could still finish in first, it doesn't really matter because they'll they'll host a semifinal after the bye. And if they win, the championship is already scheduled at Snapdragon Stadium. So it's a home game if they win, even if they're the two seed against the one seed. So the wave are in great shape to try to bring the first uh, W or NWSL title to San Diego this year as well. So thumbs up this weekend for our local soccer teams. Very good. And that's don't and do do this for a Monday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, we'll come back. Uh, I do want to open up our phone lines, 833-288-0973. If you want to talk about the baseball playoffs, some of the uh, the narratives we've been discussing, certainly uh, we can also get into some Padres off-season ideas. I mean, it seems like a foregone conclusion that Blake Snell is leaving. Sad about that. Really, I am sad about that. I don't know. Is there a path? A different path the Padres could take this offseason. We'll get to all of that coming up here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
I hate worrying about the budget again. It's been so long since you really, as a Padres fan, had to worry about the budget. I mean, it used to be all you did as a Padres fan. Yeah, Colonel Budget. Colonel Budget. That's, budget where, it came, that's where it came from. And now there I feel like go. it's got to come back. Like, Cur- budgetary concerns are once again of uh, foremost duration this offseason. You are, are dusting off your old uniform, putting it back on, re-enlisting. Got the bars. Yeah, yeah. The, Colonel Budget is the here. Wings, whatever I've got here. Uh, first, this hour on the fan is brought to you by BalancePro.org. Are you planning to purchase a home this year? Balance offers pre-purchase counseling and education to help you get ready. Make a free appointment with Balance by visiting BalancePro.org today or call one eight 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 four five six two 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 seven. The uh, the belt tightening that could be going on at Petco Park after this check of traffic on ninety seven three. The fan. So some new uh, arbitration projections came out over the weekend from MLB trade rumors. And, uh, you know, this could be a little bit off. But uh, they think that Juan Soto, in his final year of arbitration, will be due for a record arbitration salary of around $33 million, which would surpass the $30 million that Shohei Otani got this season in arbitration. And if that is the case, if if Juan Soto makes $33 million and the Padres keep him on a one-year final arbitration deal and they're trying to lower payroll from $255 million to around $200 million, they will have already committed over 93% of that money basically going into next season before, you know, Cutting anyone off the roster or trading anyone away. And again, to to people out there that may be saying, well, you know, can't Peter just decide again to blow past it and do what he wants? I think I think the answer is no because of the debt. What is it? The debt relief the uh, debt ratio debt ratio that they have to be around. There has to be some sort of an attempt to be close to 200 million. I think that's the number. If they're 210, 212, 215, I don't know. Yeah, I mean you know. there is apparently a fine that can be levied against the Padres if they don't get in compliance. I don't know the specifics though sure. of what exact payroll, what the fine would be, you know, how strictly it's enforced, anything like that. Right. But it seems clear that Major League Baseball, and it's not just the Padres, there's a few other teams. I think we talked about this last week because of COVID and the lost revenues and, and the money that has been borrowed to kind of get through that time. A number of teams are out of compliance with that debt ratio. Padres are just one of them, but Major League Baseball wants to see all of them attempt attempt to get back into <laughs> compliance, which means like, the Padres will on, have to lower payroll this season. You've ever been late on your credit card? You know, you got to call. You got to do the, the whole rig and roll. Look, I can't now, but let me let me give you something. Let me give you $40, okay? And just to show you how committed I am to getting this, this, this number down at your insane rate. I'm going to give you $40 today. Put it with the rest, and then hit me back in a month. There, they, there needs to be some sort of uh, attempt, I guess, Ben, to get around the $200 million mark. I'd be very bad as a debt collector. you go, okay, that's they fine. Say, oh, no, that's oh, oh, you've had some tough times. Oh, that's fine. That's just, fine. Don't worry about you it. Know what? Push this off. Forget yeah. I ever called. No, yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. So we all have we all have to go through some struggles every sure. now and then. Take your time. So Juan Take, Soto I'm, last year made twenty three million dollars. Okay, so he gets ten million dollar raise. I'd say that's fair. He's yep. earned that. Yep. But remember, the Padres have to replace, you know, up to sixty percent of their starting rotation in the <laughs> off season, and to do that with about you know seventeen million dollars worth of budget. 
not going to leave you with really some top options on the free agent market. Well, and you know, again, just to reiterate the point, this was all we all, you know, we saw reports last year, hey, they're not going to have much money to spend and they blew past that. Maybe in hindsight wasn't the the best thing to do um because now you're faced with getting that number around 200 million. And again, don't know how close it has to be uh to 200 million. Don't know what kind of attempt that Major League Baseball needs to see. Um but yeah, it's it's a dicey proposition. Uh, it, it's it's where I said last week the general manager is going to have to do some real general managing uh, at this point. I don't know how many of the 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 young guys are ready to come up and make an impact right away. Um, I would imagine you'd see one or more of them at some point next season uh, if they keep pitching. You know, the Lescos, the Snellings, the kid's nineteen years old. Uh, Snelling, you know, he's nineteen years old, really good pitcher. Absolutely phenomenal pitcher, but I think he's still got some growing to do. And you're seeing it around baseball with, with young pitchers really helping and coming into uh, organizations where, um, like Grayson Rodriguez, a great example, pitched for the Orioles all season long, gets to October, and it's A, a different ball game. B, you may you may lose a little bit. You may have, have overused him. You just never know. Uh, you never know what their contributions are going to be. So I wouldn't count on those well, guys. Not only can you not count on what... Their effectiveness is going to be, but, but they're even if even if they had a great season. Let's say Tyro uh, Iriarte came up and pitched lights out in the big leagues, or Snelling brought you know, hey, what this crazy twenty year old is pitching unbelievably. You still can't count on them for more than you know 130, 140 innings sure. at that age. You can't. So you're going to need some veteran backstop arms to help get you through the season. And you're going to have to spend money on those guys because even even mediocre veterans are expensive now. Uh, not to mention how much, you know, like Blake Snell would cost to bring back. Blake Snell uh, told our Tony Gwynn Jr. last week that he wants to stay in San Diego. But is there any way of even making that happen? Even if Blake was willing to take a San Diego discount, which with his agent being Scott Boris, it certainly is not their M.O. to take any sort of discount on the free agent market. I mean, even a discount has got to be in the low $20 millions per year, right? And I recently had yeah. a, a spoke to, to Blake um, and... One thing he said to me that kind of caught my eye was that he wants to return back to San Diego. Now, you players say that kind of thing all the time, but, you know, we'll see, man. He, I think he's genuine in his wanting to return. The question yes. is, do the Padres have the loot to offer him? Cause no. That's <laughs> asked an answer. And I think yeah. I think Chris is right. I think Tony, I, both things can be true. Uh, yeah, man, I want to come back, but I could get from the two teams that are already being most closely linked to Blake Snell are are the New York Mets and the Boston Red Sox, uh, both in desperate need of starting pitching, both with a lot of money to spend. And, you know, I think, I know I said six, eight weeks ago when Blake was going through this, I, look, we have seen overpays here too much, and I think... If you were going to overpay Blake Snell, you could have gotten him two years ago. You could have gotten him a year ago. We didn't know he was going to win the Cy Young. I don't even think he thought he was going to win the Cy Young. I don't think Scott Boris thought he was going to win the Cy Young. Um, but I, I, if you were going to make – there was something weird to me that everyone was getting extended and he wasn't offered as far as we know. You know, Crony gets his extension. Everyone's getting his extension. Manny got his. And then there's Blake. Who'd been good? He'd been really good and really, really effective for you. And you was not even on the table. 
Let's say the the discount number for Blake Snell. Say 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 he signs to the Musgrove deal, which he won't, and no. he shouldn't. Five at twenty per. Okay, let's say that's the discount number. Now you could trade one Soto and save that thirty three million. That would give you more around fifty million to spend. You know, to get up to that two hundred million in the off season, you could. You could dedicate twenty of that toward Blake and still have thirty million more to if he signs but, for twenty, which but, he won't, which he won't. But just in in our hypothetical universe. But now, uh, as good as Blake Snell was uh, coming off a of Cy Young, wouldn't you rather have Juan Soto for ten million more essentially yes. than Blake Snell every, every, every day. fifth day? Correct. Coming off a season in which he threw what a career high innings or not quite innings, but certainly career high in strikeouts. There's no guarantee that Blake Snell comes back and has another Cy Young. In fact, there's a much more likely chance that that he takes a big step back next year, as he did after he won his last Cy Young and ended up getting traded to the Padres and, you know, kind of muddled through a little bit, had some good moments, had some bad moments. I mean, it's Blake Snell. He's probably going to get off to a bit of a slow start. He did this Turn year, things around you know? in the second half again. It's just a matter of kind of when does it click in and how long is that run that he goes on that he inevitably goes on. I'm not saying he's not a valuable player, but... You know, the problem is you have nobody next year. Juan yeah. Soto, though, is there every day. He's going to give you a 900 plus OPS and higher in a, in a walk season going into free agency. I mean, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that hard of a call, honestly. If it's between Juan Soto at 33 million and Blake Snell in like the low 20 millions, you go with Juan Soto every single time on that equation. Yeah, I every think so too. Single and, time. And again, you know, this is this is where it's going to get interesting to watch. A, who we go after, B, what's handed out, because the deals that we've had to give players, and I don't know why it, it, it's the case, but the deals we've overpaid. We've overpaid and we've given players too... That's not the deals we had to give out. That's the deals we chose to give out. Sure, well, and you never know. You never know. I've got this and this from this team. Now, I mean, I've heard, I've heard you know, from people <laughs> that... that you know, you didn't you didn't have to give opt outs to some of these guys. They would if you just had given you know Waka a two year deal or whatever. You would have signed three year deal, whatever. They chose to give those those options. In hindsight, when when they happen, you went oh, okay, cool. Well, if it doesn't work out, you know, we just boot them. Was anyone counting on Lugo and Waka being as great as they were? Was anyone counting on Blake Snell being as great as he was? That's the kind of foresight that yeah, almost you almost have to have as a GM and 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 say. Yeah, we're going to sign you to a three-year deal. Or, Blake, we're going to sign you to an extension. It just didn't happen. It, and now you're left with the, with nothing. Yeah, the sad part is the Padres have been burned by guys who have been not worth what they've paid, been paid. And they're getting burned by guys who have outperformed, outperformed what they're getting paid as well. You're getting burned on both where's ends the, of, the, of the spectrum Where's the sweet here? spot, right, for, the, for those In guys? In the middle. And, yeah, they're going to have to find some pitching. Somewhere, yeah, you're this going into 2024 right now with Musgrove, Darvish, what, but both Avila, injured. Waldron, and Woods. Right, <laughs> pitching your fifth spot, like, you're nothing. You know, I, honestly, like it's it's that's why that's why it's it's I feel so so. And again, it's you have to also get outside of the vacuum of it just being the San Diego Padres because, by the way, do you know how many teams need pitchers? All of them. Every organization, other than maybe the Dodgers, need they've got so many guys coming back, right? You know, but even they've got guys that got to replace. They'll be in the market. You could try (laughs) trading prospects for pitchers, but then again, you're just going down that same road of emptying the farm and and 
adding more salary to the big league club. And then I also hear the, you know, the shouting from your cars in you know, why not why not, you know, package a prospect and get rid of some of your big salaries. You could try that. But who I mean, they all have no trade clauses, the biggest ones. Yeah. Sander, you know, Manny, Manny Tatis. Not that you want to trade any of them, but those are where you could save the most money. But if they don't want to go, they don't have to go. Correct. So you, you don't, don't really have of any of those guys. Yeah, but you don't really have the flexibility to even try to make a deal like that. So yeah, I mean, you you talk about being hamstrung, and again, I think AJ's hamstrung because he hamstrung himself. I think, and and um, you know, with with some of the deals with the opt outs and and you know, not extending guys when maybe you could have extending maybe the wrong guys have, have backed you in a corner. So yeah, super excited for twenty twenty. Before. It's, I feel like the Grim Reaper right now, but it's just the that's just how it is. No, I was just saying the same thing. It, it's extremely clear how all in they were on 2023. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. now your only way out seemingly is letting the Cy Young winner walk, uh, trading the best MVP. player in baseball, right. one of the best players in baseball, trading uh, a fan favorite in Hassan Kim. Right. Those are the only guys you can move, and that's the only way you can improve the future of your uh, or team. you trade your farm again. And so, yeah, it's, it's dire, it's dicey, it's nerve-wracking. <laughs> It doesn't look good. It doesn't mean it won't look good. What's the let's um I want to get into this and we've got a whole off season, but I want to get into this question when we come back or or in the days and weeks to come. What does a winning, successful 2024 Padres team look like? Cuz it's not I mean, it's not like, well, Snell's gone, so now they're a 60-win team again. That's definitely not true. If you come back with Manny and Tatis and Bogarts and Soto and Cronenworth and Kim and keep all the guys that you have and Musgrove and Darvish. That's it, though. You, two you, guys. You, you get two starters. You're not. You're both hurt. You're not. You're not a complete team, top to bottom. But you certainly aren't a bad team. Well, no, you're not the Pirates. <laughs> but you're. You know, you're not the Pirates. There's a lot of wins there in, in a roster that's led by those guys. There so should take, be. Take the last couple of years. For example, we've had Darvish, Musgrove, and Snell at the top. Yep. And some role players, like guys you felt pretty good with in four and five. Yep. It still wasn't enough. No, still was not enough. Not still even close ran, still, to enough. Still ran out of arms so when, when you needed it. It's not like we've got a set rotation and we're hoping to add two or three more guys for the stretch run. We've got two starting pitchers. You are, I mean, you're going to have to. Tr- somebody's got to go. Whether it's farm, whether it's... Soto, whether it's like we're not, I'm not even Kim. talking about elite starting. Like you just need arms, you need innings. Which you can't go into a season with just. You can't have Rich Hill in the rotation. Pedro like, Avila, Matt Waldron, and Rich Hill behind an injured Darvish and, just, and, and, injured, and, and injured Musgrove. And again, just pray for an offensive onslaught most nights. Yeah, yeah I just don't think that's that's the right. I don't think that's the right uh, way to go about it. So, like I said, his work is massively cut out for him. Mm. Massively. All right, I'll guess on Ben Woods appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall, Chevrolet Fine New Roads. Jake Mintz from Sespedes Family Barbecue will join us in our next hour. Come back. Uh, we'll continue this discussion. I also want to uh, get you updated on my weekend. While Woods and Paul were at City Employee Appreciation Day, I was up at the Rose Bowl for a little college football. It's coming up next year on 97.3 The Fam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.